0: How many people does it take to change America? An entire presidential administration? The majority of Congress? Nope. If you asked our founding fathers, they'd say 56. That's right. 56 people signed the Declaration of Independence. They did the unthinkable. They left their mother country behind to start a new one, a better one, a freer one. But in fact, it was an act of treason. If things had turned out differently, every single one of those men who had signed the Declaration of Independence could have been executed. Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, George Washington would not be heroes or patriots or revolutionaries. No, they would have been traitors. They would have just been a couple of sentences in textbooks, the men who tried to break away. And we all would still be speaking with a British accent. What they pulled off wasn't just daring. It was borderline stupid. How could 56 men overthrow their government and create a whole new country? One that would become the envy of every other nation and the leader of the free world. It wasn't just luck. These men had God on their side, yes. But God doesn't reward cowards or weak-minded men who go along to get along. They had convictions. Everyone talks about the shortages we're experiencing in this country, but the one we should be worried about isn't something missing from a shelf. It should be about our lacking conviction. America is not what she was. Decide whether to wear a mask. Decide what goes into your body. Decide what you want your kids to learn. Decide whether drag shows are appropriate for children. Decide whether unlawful mandates are worth complying with. Don't just do as you're told. And once you have those decisions figured out, be willing to pay the price. Doing the right thing isn't easy. If it was, everyone would do it. Don't complain about the trash being taught to your kids in schools and then send your kids off to those very government-run public schools. Take them out. Homeschool them. Put them in a private school. Put them in a Christian school. Do whatever you feel is right. Yes, you will bear the extra cost, all while paying taxes for a school system you don't even use. But it doesn't matter. Sacrifice is what truly makes your words have meaning and your convictions become persuasive. Just think, what would happen if every person who complains about critical race theory and drag queen story hour actually did something about it and pulled their kids out of school? All of a sudden, schools would be a lot more empty. That's how you institute change. You don't ask the government to give you your freedom. You demand it and live it. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Besides, why should they listen to someone complain about not treating their kids right when those very parents aren't willing to be inconvenienced for their own children? As Gandhi would say, be the change you want to see in the world. The tyrants in charge ruled over us with COVID mandates. We let them. They tell us to be ashamed of being white and brainwash our kids with critical race theory. We let them. They tell us drag queen story hour is inclusive and anything else means you're a bigot. We let them. They try to force us to take the vaccine. Again, we let them. Our founding fathers would be embarrassed. They went bat (laughs) crazy and started dumping tea over a three cent tax. We let our government institute lockdowns and force us to wear masks, and they'd laugh their fanny off at January 6th. An insurrection? Probably the only unarmed insurrection ever to take place in history, am I right? I guarantee you if old Georgie boy wanted to overthrow the government, he wouldn't wait through a rope line to do it. George Washington and his other founding father pals were the ones who put the following clause in the Constitution. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. But that's it. They said it, and then they acted on it. They told the king to pound sand and didn't back down. When they came to our shores, pointing muskets in our faces, they essentially said, did we stutter? If the founding fathers believed there was election fraud and that it was stolen, they would have said, I don't give a rat's rear what the new guy in charge says. I'm not doing it. Now where's my wig? Our founding fathers might have had bad hair, sissy hair, but at least they had cojones. Americans today are nothing but certified grade A pussies who complain about tyranny, but then stick out their hand to take a benefit. Not just welfare, stimulus checks, full-time daycare in the form of public school, you name it. We also then stick out our rear and let ourselves get the liberty spanked right out of us. Men are too busy being timid toots, while women are acting like tacky trollops, unplugged from the mainstream media. We complain about inflation now, but everyone sat back and let the government print money and send out stimmy checks. We loved that. We can't place all the blame on elected officials. They are just a mirror of what we want. We put them there. That's what matters who you vote for. Don't just pick a loudmouth mascot. Pick someone who knows what they're doing and who has convictions. Imagine if Congress had more Rand Pauls and less Lauren Boberts. Rand Paul has been attacked not one, not two, but three times by the left. He might be the hardest working man for liberty, but he gets half the attention as Boebert does. Ponder this. Why are conservatives even on Twitter and Facebook? If the first time they censored someone long ago and we all got off, big tech would have no choice but to back off. If half the country left Twitter and Facebook tomorrow, they'd notice. At the end of the day, they love money, and there's enough of us that we can demand action. But we are just too cowardly to do so. We all want to complain about Twitter and Facebook, but we all still use it. Everyone goes on there and spouts off their opinion. They all think they're so smart and so sassy and so snarky. Everyone's an armchair expert, and everybody's a senior political analyst. And the right-wing media refuses to get off it. That's what's even worse. Don't complain to me about censorship while you're letting big tech censor you. People literally go on YouTube and say, I can't say this on here, and then self-edit themselves. Are we dumb for putting up with this? Did we all go back in time to 1984? Just remember, when someone lets themselves get censored, it's because they, too, want the sweet paycheck, the sweet nectar of cash that flows from YouTube and the attention and the platform that they get from Twitter. If they really were principled, they'd get off there, they'd take their voice, they'd take their opinion, and they'd go somewhere else. But instead, they're feeding the beast that oppresses us. And you know what I say to that? Listen up, Uncle Sam. Listen up, Big Tech. You will not be my savior and my oppressor. Thomas Jefferson once said to James Madison, What country can preserve its liberties if their rulers are not warned from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance? So next time the government tries to mandate our liberty, resist. Because tyranny belongs where the Founding Fathers' wooden teeth and wigs do. In the trash. Now that you know where we've been, find out where we're going. Tune in to Ladies Love Politics, where you can stay informed without going insane.